0: Hey all, this is Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society. If you're looking for unique handcrafted cryptid creations, check out Cryptid Comforts. They specialize in handcrafted stuffed toys but offer so much more than that. She sells enamel pins, clay creations, acrylic keychains, stickers, and special for this holiday season. <laughs> season, season, sipowits. Okay. And special for this holiday season, she's got handmade Krampus stockings and Krampus stuffies, but hurry, they're running out, and those items sell exclusively in her Etsy shop. Check out her Instagram, at cryptid underscore comforts, for links to her Etsy shop, or just search cryptid comfort shop on Etsy. She also has all her other stuffed toys and more available on cryptidcomforts.com. Cryptid comforts for all your creature needs. Also, she's going to be on the podcast uh, next week, uh, and her story is awesome. Uh, Hey, all right, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Society where for five dollars a month you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly patreon only bigfoot society after dark podcast it's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepier cryptid story with me and you the listener as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp so head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout-out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card-carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of this American life and a little bit of In Search Of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the bigfoot society podcast listeners hold on tight because today's show is something special we've got our interview with evan b stone and brian weed from shows such as destination truth expedition x and pretty much any josh gates related show that you can think of Uh, the directors of photography the cameraman uh in do they have some great stories and great photos that they uh share in this episode so make sure you check out the uh YouTube page, and also the uh, podcast uh, episode page on BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. Let's get to it. Well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the uh, privilege of having Mr. Evan B. Stone. Uh, you might rec- recognize him from things such as uh, Destination Truth, Expedition Unknown, uh, Finding Bigfoot. Uh, he was involved with that. And uh, also things like Ghost Nation. And the list goes on and on if you check out his IMDb. So, um, Evan, I'm going to have you go ahead and um, kind of introduce uh, who you are.
1: Yeah, no worries. Hey, guys. i um, excited to be here. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lifelong filmmaker. My I come from a family of filmmakers. Uh, my dad was a commercial director. I grew up in New York City um i in the nine early 90s i was music videos mtv i was nominated editor of the year with mtv in 93 kind of giving away my age there but oh yeah um so from there um it's been a long road to get to the big to working on destination truth um the the um um I started working with the production company Ping Pong Productions 20 years ago okay. and you know I was doing all their shows and um we did Destination Truth in 09 that's when I started and uh boy that was Man. something so it's been wow. ever since then it's been uh, I'm the I guess known as one of the better or the top <laughs> adventure filmmakers in the world, and I would uh, say so. A lot of yeah, a lot of you know. I'm also doing Expedition X right now, and we just did a Bigfoot thing, so I'm always delving into uh, Bigfoot stuff. And wow, I mean, it's so much to talk about. So that's me. Oh, neat. I know, right?
0: <clears throat> that's that's crazy. Um, I want to. So I have a uh, a question for you right off the bat uh, from one of the uh, Patreon. Uh, guys i have in the patreon i want to make sure i don't miss it so let's uh let's get that uh he asks i would like to know if he ever found himself in a filming situation where he felt scared or maybe like very apprehensive of what was going on
1: yeah there was yeah. Uh, there was we're in <laughs> bhutan i mean in and pertains to this i was in we're in bhutan uh looking for their uh a bigfoot i, I think they call the yeren there or yes. maybe um mm-hmm and uh, there was something in the bushes rustling around and mm. we kind of brought it all to a point where, here you go, do you want to know what's in the bushes? I mean, this thing was growling, oh. it was fucking red eyes, it was, it, it, and I was wow. like, no, actually, <laughs> I don't. Like, <laughs> no. you know when you finally be like, oh, what if he's like wiping his butt or something and you, you surprise him, he's just gonna kill you. Like, I, There was a point where I didn't want to know it was in there. You know, because right. if okay. it,
0: was bigfoot,
1: okay. it was a bigfoot or a bear or anything, it was gonna attack me. So, like, no, yeah, I was yeah. pretty scared. And then we backed off, and and it was, you know, really intense. You know, because you know, yeah, it could be a bigfoot, but it could be a, a mountain lion. You know, it, yeah, like I mean, there here. growling. You know, <laughs>
0: mountain lions. Like, you know, you have you seen the video that's been going around of the the guy who was chased for six minutes by the mountain lion and he had to walk backwards the whole time oh no no, no, walking because he stumbled upon a baby a baby mountain lion cub and the mom comes out of nowhere and starts to like almost mess him up but yeah mountain lions are rough dude and speaking
1: of that you know there's been quite a few bigfoot hunts where you know you get this sixth sense you're being stalked you know and Mm. all of you know apex predators they stalk you from behind and you move they move you know, yeah. they're there. You know, if you did like a thermal drone or something and threw it up in the air, it'd be like animals all around you. In oh, man. And, you know, but, you mm. know, especially the apex predators, they they're tracking you. Yeah. And and you totally. feel it. there's something in your human DNA that knows it, you know. And, and uh, so that's pretty, you know, that's happened a few times.
0: So have you been actually out uh, filming and you felt that like you're like, there are yeah. things on me right now. Like close. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. That's, that's Uh, crazy.
1: Yeah. Especially like really out there places like Bhutan or, Mm. um, you know, um, uh, Central America jungles, you know, Mm. with a lot of Panthers and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. I mean, it's like all fun and games. You're doing a TV show, but you know, a lot of times with Expedition Unknown and, Mm -hmm. and that one in particular, and, uh, and destination truth you're really at places haunted place. like oh uh, you know we went to Chernobyl yeah. I mean this haunted this people died there so like you're in I forgot about
0: Chernobyl yeah totally dude
1: that's yeah. nuts
0: so like oh man
1: you know you know so but right there yeah can it's, you, it's, you it's fun
0: do you feel comfortable talking about what happened in Romania
2: Oh, wow. Is that okay? Like that, huh? Sure. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, if you're not I know, cool that's with
0: it. Number
1: one, number one question.
0: I, I know. Yeah.
1: It's okay. You know, Is it? Yeah. Okay. You know, the, here's a story on that one. It's really interesting. I was, that was the first episode I did of Expedition Unknown. So oh, I mean, of Destination, of yeah, Destination yeah, yeah. Truth. And yeah. I was new, you know, I was coming off of um, documentaries. I was working for Al Gore's Current TV and You know, I was like, hell yeah, let's let's go. Let's go, (laughs) you know, bug out in the woods, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was a really creepy place. You know, it's a a perfect circle. Nothing grew there. Um, It was in this woods that were known in in folklore to be uh, strange lights and Mm -hmm. all that. And also the Nazis used it were up there and they had something going on there and they were experimenting. So it's like real stuff. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember much, but what I I do remember is I felt like I was like having an LSD flashback or something. I remember just being really? I was there because we we were doing something called a haunting. I don't know if you know the episode, but and and the mm-hmm. haunting in our and back in the day was we put a, a crew member out there to experience a half hour straight, no talking, just let it happen. And while the the team is ha- hung back at base camp watching. And we strung out, you know, IR cameras and, you know, really long uh, cords to make that happen. And um, I just remember like tripping out, like the sky was going one way and the the ground was going another and something like that. I could totally like, okay, I get that. My brain is like going nuts. And, but then I just felt this wind and it, it, it felt like it came down and up at me and pushed me back. And the last thing I remember was like my feet were almost straight being dragged back. And mm. then I woke up, like, I was hazy after that. Um, and I woke up in the woods and they were like, what? I mean, Jael <laughs> who was there was really <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, like concerned. Oh, wow. um, and up uh, she knows me from current TV, you know, we were working together then. So it was like, she was really concerned about me and I didn't know what yeah. was going on. I was like, wait, what, what job did I get into? Like, <laughs> That's episode one that you're on and yeah. you're like, it's almost and game over. I was over. like, oh, yeah. I felt all itchy and stuff. And um, yeah. all that stuff, maybe I could kind of say in my mind was playing tricks on me. But then, the, you know, the scars on my arm, which I still have are like, wow. you know, wow. what was that about? Right. I mean, maybe oh. I could have. I mean, like okay, like okay, maybe I ran through some bushes. I don't think so. I mean, it was below no. my my no. arms, like my my clothing. You know, um, mm. it was after that. I was like, you know what? Well, I'm out. We just wrap it up. You know, we had to take these four wheelers th- three hours back, and it was really nuts.
0: oh man. Oh, yeah, dude, and then
1: I, so you know, I, I kind of put it in my memory that one, and because you know, it takes a long time for these things to be edited. And then it mm-hmm. takes a long time for these things to be put on air. Yeah. And then, you know, that next season, which was like two years later, is because uh, it was the number one rated show of that season. And oh, they, yeah, they sure. asked the audience what they wanted. They wanted me back in the woods. <laughs> I was like, oh, no.
2: no. And the place
1: was just <laughs> nuts. Um, funny story. the uh, Second time we went there, okay. um, we took an airplane around the spot and we're kind of circling it, you know, and, you know, it's kind of sad that all of the four, it was a forest. I mean, all of Romania was a forest, I'm sure, but this, the the modern, you know, the forest is getting smaller and smaller. By the time we got there was a forest around the circle, but not much. It's, and, and there was these like, you know, like these believers in, in there, like, holding hands and do some sort of ceremony, you know, Really, and I was like, Oh my God, look at like, if it's words out, you know, like people are trying to feel really? something and bugging out the yeah. place. We, we, we took soil samples. I mean, it's really weird. Like why doesn't anything grow there? Like, yeah. Right. I mean, it, no, it's, it's weird,
0: there. dude. Yeah. Yeah. The grass
1: grows there, but nothing else. Um, dude. Um You know, it's, it's cool, unexplained and, you know, Romania is like, yo, that place is like, like Transylvania. It's like gang. Totally. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it really is though. It's like, if like, if there was like, you know, mystical beings and werewolves and things, yo, it's there. I mean, it's the yeah. whole world. You it's mean crazy. people with like a glass eye and a weird look, Ooh. like people have like donkey carts, like, uh, like attached to like, like, you know, like, um, flatbeds attached to donkeys you know like straight up gypsies like wow the world the world it's really it's (laughs) cool but it's like you could it's old world and you can tell like they're what they believe in is so you know and it's one of the things i think about is when you believe in something so much it's real you know and they the whole country believes in all these myths um so it, it has an energy to it you know yep
0: no i totally get that you it it feel you know when you get a whole group of people focusing on something it's like there could be something there you know like you got to be careful yeah you go
1: to a concert and everyone's fucking cheering and you're like oh you know it's cool but then also in religion um and um and that's a thing and and Mm -hmm. uh and also in in you know, that's a whole nother conversation. So let's totally. keep going. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. Like that's that's that was amazing. Um did you uh before you got into shows like uh destination truth and you were, you know, back before then, were you uh interested in uh the weird, the unknown Never. or I grew up oh yeah, so, no,
1: I okay no, I grew up wow. in New York City, Upper East yeah. Side. <laughs> I'm wow. like a lackey kid, you know, like uh, a <laughs> yeah, filmmaker's son, you know. Like I was into like music videos and, and shooting commercials, and you know. And but here's the but I'm um, okay. uh, I'm a I'm a lead climber, uh, rock a rock climber, and I'm also a Knowles National Outdoor Leadership School. Oh, oh
0: cool! Yeah, yeah, um, sure.
1: Alumni yeah. two okay. times. Uh, advanced courses and everything so i'm an adventure guy like Mm. besides the filmmaking every weekend i went and went rock climbing i was a lead climber i would go to colorado on trips i'd do big walls um i would do you know i was a, a expedition leader by training so like being in the shit and being uh is was like Okay, that's Mm -hmm. I'm used. I was used to hard work and used to being in uncomfortable positions for long periods of time, and that's what you call Mm. that's that's mountaineering. Every step it hurts, man. You got some sores on your feet, your hips hurt, your fucking altitude sickness, but you go and you keep trudging along. Um, And so when and also with work, we do seventeen hour days all the time still. Oh wow! um, And um, it's really hard work. So. Man. In a weird way, the more crazy it gets, the more shitty it gets, mm-hmm. the more I get off on it.
0: And that's awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah, Josh that's Gates awesome.
1: And me or Josh Gates and me are the same way. You know, he's an, a mountain climber as well. He did Kilimanjaro. He's yeah, a proper totally. strong leader. And uh, me and him, when it gets real shitty, we are just like laugh at each other, and that gets fun. You know. And, <laughs> I always hey,
0: wondered that. Yeah. If you yeah, know what yeah. I mean,
1: here's the whole topic is you have, you're making a TV show, right? You have mm-hmm. to, the way you experience, you have to project that to the screen, right? So right. it's not making anything up, but you gotta be as real as you feel. And sure. if, and sometimes that's hard. So you have to always be shooting. And, and, mm. and, 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 and in the language of film is it depends on what you're shooting and how you shoot it you know, like if we're shooting, um, like these kind of things, it's pretty rough and tumble. Like, right. um, it's pretty like they call it gonzo, you know, it's like, you want to make the people feel the same as you feel. And that's just comes from experience, you know?
0: Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I grew up in, in Massachusetts, so I, I appreciate oh, Josh. He's got that, that whole Massachusetts, oh, yeah. you know, type deal. He's a cool, I mean, I've never met him, but I, I, I like his life outlook, from what I've seen. So, oh my
1: god, he's
0: cool. amazing! He's, yeah. Yeah. Do you? Um, so, working on a thing like, let's say, expedition unknown, or maybe finding Bigfoot, uh, versus uh, something like Ghost Nation. Yeah. Which has you more apprehensive, or maybe a little bit amped up? Is there one where you, you get? I don't more, know, or, man. You know.
1: I don't know, man. I tell you, I get the ghost stuff is. Mm-hmm. I get, it's more, I get, it's more like real to me, right? Because I've, I'm attuned to that stuff. Like I, I've i had someone real close to me pass away and oh, they, yeah. I, that person was talking. Oh, that person Uh-oh. was talking. <laughs> oh, we got I Brian Weed. We
0: uh, got Brian uh, Weed.
1: Yes. Hey, here I am.
0: Hey Brian, uh, my name is Jeremiah. I'm the host of the Bigfoot Society podcast, and we were cool. just kind of chatting. Thanks for coming on. Um, we are actually live recording right now, so just so you're aware of that. Uh, it's kind of like a first for me to put in someone like this, but um, yeah, uh, Evan, do you mind continuing? Yeah,
1: you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up my story. and I'm gonna introduce uh, yeah my pretty Perfect. much partner in crime Perfect. for the last five years, uh, wow. uh, Brian uh, Brian Weed, Brian C Weed. But I was talking Brian about how about ghost stuff he asked me if um, I'm more like attuned to ghost stuff than anything else and I said yeah I am because in my life I've had someone dear pass away to me and and this is when it first started getting attuned that person was speaking through two separate friends of mine that don't know each other coming to me saying this person's talking to me saying the same thing right and that was a real like, oh my God, really! And it was really hard because these people are, are legit, and they would never do something like that, which is like mess with someone after someone died. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So these people, it's it's tough, you know. It, and also, you know, Expedition Unknown, we did a, a whole four part series on the afterlife. And I would suggest mm-hmm. our viewers to, to watch it. And one of the segments was about this doctor. He worked at um, Bellevue Hospital in New York. And okay. Bellevue is a place where it's like it's real, like real hardcore, like blood trails wow. go to the and to, to the emergency room, you know. So people oh, wow. die there a lot. This guy yeah. gets called when it's time when someone died, and it's a beep this mm-hmm. guy gets called from one of the floors to come down and do whatever he can. He's like the, the, he to call him Wolf. You know, he's the doctor, right? He Ooh, gets, he's, yeah. he's the last chance for these people. Oh, man. And what he says is, cause he's seen a lot of death. He says, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, when people die, when he brings them back, they remember things that they shouldn't because they're flatlined and their brain's dead. And they also mm-hmm. remember colors and things. And they have this view from above. So what he started mm-hmm. doing was putting colors and numbers on top of things that you can only see from above. And he said, no. out of the hundred people, you know, out of hundred people, three of them have told him things that were, that were like, okay, you only knew that because you were floating above. So what he, now this is a legit guy to say no quack. Mm-hmm. He said that five minutes, he said, I can guarantee, you, I could tell you this five minutes after someone's dead, their, their brain's dead everything's dead they're still conscious wow okay and then he then and then he's and then after we cut i said hey man because i because i've had someone dear die to me i said tell me more about that he goes i could tell you this it's five minutes but who knows it could be more i mean why would i can only say five minutes but right so and and brian you know has a thing is his energy is what is it what do you say brian what's your thing you know about energy What, what do you mean
3: I mean, oh, energy, uh, it, can,
1: it, energy, so energy um, can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only be okay.
2: transferred. Sure.
1: So, I mean, so now I'm thinking like, okay, you know, it's, it's, I, and also once, once my doors of perception were open, so to speak, I, I feel it a lot more now, whether I want to bring it in or not. I'm not like I don't want to bring it in because it's a, the thing. It's like yep. uh, you know, it's yep. like I don't yep. want it to take my life over, but it's there. And humans have that ability to go there, but we just block it all out with all this, everything.
0: Really, I agree. We hundred percent. Yep.
1: Yeah, we pave the world, you know, and and I yep. think by paving the world, we're 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 trapping its mana, you know, Man. its energy and yep. all that magic that comes with it. Um, and I think it's a a big ploy by you know you know the evil
2: people that are
1: running it to do that because then so what, you know to
3: pave the world to pave the world so you trap the earth. i don't understand that doesn't make any sense come on stone
1: all right so just to let everyone, our viewers I'm know getting a little I, I, bit
3: a little bit off here
1: uh, you know uh, you know
3: what, <laughs> i got to step up the Jeremiah knows what i'm talking i got to reel you in a little bit
1: sometimes
0: Dude, well, I, I get a- it cuz I'm into the I'm into the weird stuff, but uh, I'm liking where this is going, so go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, just to let our viewers know, Brian C. Weed is my we direct we're the directors of photography for Expedition Unknown, okay. uh, Expedition X, and everything that Ping Pong Productions does. We're the main guys, we're the look and feel of these shows. And Brian is a, he's a what did you say? He's uh an, an uh he's a skeptic. And I'm which adjusting. is healthy.
3: which is fine.
0: We're totally fine. Yeah.
3: And that doesn't mean look, you can be a skeptic and still be open to yes. everything. Which yes. I am and I love it and I'm vastly interested in it all. But I'm still a skeptic. And and I think it's healthy to have different types of people who look into paranormal or cryptic mm-hmm. cryptid or, 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 any other supernatural subject, you know, you've got to have a healthy dose of skepticism as well as belief. Otherwise you'll fall for anything,
1: you know,
0: that's right. Mm-hmm. So, I like it.
1: And I challenge our audience to be that way as well. Yes. Um, because, you know, you gotta be educated. It's like the politics almost it's like, you gotta be educated in both to talk about it. So, you know,
0: yeah um brian i'm going to uh, uh ask you a question if that's cool it's kind of a uh, similar question that i asked uh evan earlier but so you've been on uh, multiple i was looking through your imdb kind of mm-hmm. getting seeing what you've done and so you've been you know expedition unknown genre but you've yeah. also been on other things in the past and Absolutely, you've been yeah. on yeah yeah so are you more apprehensive when you're on something like Expedition Unknown, or when you're involved with something like Last Call with Carson Daly?
3: Apprehensive, like what is like?
0: Do you mean, oh, this could get a little dicey?
3: <laughs> you know what? I've never—I don't think I've ever been on a production where things couldn't get a little dicey. That's kind okay, of the cool. nature of working in television, sure. and especially with the fast pace and and everything that's at stake, and you've got one chance to get it right. You know, and, and that applies across the board, you know, like if if we're on Exhibition Unknown, you know, if we're on uh, Exhibition X, if something happens, man, let me tell you something, it's only going to happen once. Mm. And so yep. if you don't, if you're not ready yeah. for it, no matter what it is, if you're not ready for it, you know, you better find a new job.
0: Totally. That's awesome. So, yeah, it yeah. it's like being a wedding photographer they're not going to have that first kiss again <laughs> that's
3: right it's going to be one yeah. kiss boy you better get it
0: you better name and it, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. better
3: be good you know yeah. i did before i did this i i had done a lot of music I, i've done a lot of um uh video for uh different musicians I used to do behind the scenes for chin lopez i was i worked with taylor swift for oh, wow. a year on the red tour um i've done i've shot hundreds and hundreds of concerts for last call with Carson Daly. and you know Working with these musicians, working in these live events, these live venues, these concerts, like, I mean, magic moments happen, but you got to, you got to be there yeah. ready to capture them all.
0: Totally. Know? That's awesome. That's what I do. Very cool. Very cool. Do you guys, do you mind if we go uh, now that we have uh, uh, Evan and uh, Brian here, do you mind if we go through the photos and kind of have a, a commentary of the ones that you want to, to share Evan? Sure. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and attempt to share my screen. Uh, let's go here. And let me know if you see this in a minute, you should start to see some stuff. Yeah, we see it. All right. So yeah, let's just, uh, we'll go through the photos one by one and any commentary uh, you could have on why this is uh, special to you guys. Go ahead.
1: Wow. I mean, come on. This photo says, look at our faces, right? Our faces (laughs) are tired, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but
1: happy, right? Right now, and I'm going to give this to, to Brian because he's Mr. Le- he remembers stuff way more than I do. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. this wow. is basically Jane Goodall's research chimp. Uh, yeah, no Campo. so this
3: is this. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the national forest in Zimbabwe. Uh, what country was that in? Stone, do you remember?
1: Yeah, Zimbabwe.
3: And so this is the uh, national park where she did Jane Goodall, Dr. Jane Goodall did all of her <laughs> chimp research. Wow. And so we were there to, um, this is when we were doing uh, uh, episodes on the first humans, and uh, wow. we were there to go and see these chimps that she had studied for so long, had found so many traits that were similar to human traits uh, to get a sense of what uh, early people, early, early, early humans may have uh, behaved like. So we had spent, this is toward the end of the day, we were not done, but it had been a long day of chasing these chimpanzees through this rugged, rugged jungle. And I mean, boy, if you've ever tried to chase a chimpanzee through a jungle, it is not an easy (laughs) task. I mean, they can go places we just cannot go. So. It's pretty exhausting. It's brutal. If they want to lose you, they will lose you in a second. Wow. And I mean, we were just running to try to catch it. And look, we were wearing masks before they were cool. This is pre-COVID. That's,
0: that's true. I didn't even. It, our minds are so attuned to it now. I didn't even notice yeah. that that would have been right. Weird. So yeah,
3: we had to wear. We had to wear those because uh, they were they were concerned about spreading disease oh, from dear. human to chimpanzees. I mean, they're they're such a closely related species to us that it's entirely possible. For uh diseases to jump between
1: people and chimps.
0: Wow. That's that's I mean, amazing. this
1: place was like this place was like Kong Island. I mean, it's totally. it was it was off a lake, and and you, you drive this lake to this huge lake in, in Zimbabwe, one huge lake. It's like an ocean, really. And you get to this area and it's you look in the jungle and you can hear rah, and all these you know chimps, and man. These that things can... all around coming out. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then you know, because I grew up um watching Jane Goodall documentaries, and yeah. so this is like really special us. And um, you know, these chimps can rip your arm off and like totally. and eat your face, you know. Totally. I mean, yeah. like so, and we're running around this jungle, and those cameras are 30 pounds or 35 pounds, and but you know, we're used to it, but you know, it was like the toughest job you'll ever love. You know, it was yeah, really I rewarding. It. Not I remember that, one, but, yeah,
2: go ahead.
3: Oh, sorry. I remember one instance uh, on this day that uh, I was on a path like the one you see behind us there. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, a couple of chimps moving along in the jungle next to the path. And so they were tra- kind of traveling parallel to it. And I was just hooping along with my camera as long as I could trying to chase these, these uh, chimps and, and get good shots of it when all of a sudden they decided to stop and uh-huh. turn toward me, they were crossing the path to go to the other side. And they were coming right at me. And and oh. like Stone said, like if they want to, they could just rip your arm right out of its socket and yeah. eat it like a turkey leg. I mean, it's, yeah, it's totally. you know, it's, it's, that's the strength of these animals. And they went by me, one went right by me, but the other one went so close to me that it actually put his hand on my leg, as as like as if it were like a limb to use to help kind of Whoa. carry him across the path, and I was about pissing my pants at that moment because I Whoa, what do yeah. you do? You can't move. You can't run, you know. But yep. luckily, you know, that was a day that they didn't mind people around. Whoa, and I should, too,
2: uh,
3: I should know too. Um, these all these chimps are the descendants of the same ones that Jane Goodall studied. They're all part of. They're all family ah. descendants. They've been. Tra- they still track them. They still
1: monitor them. They're the exact same family descendants.
0: That is cool. That is really yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, and then bringing it back to Bigfoot, you know, it's,
0: yeah, go ahead.
1: This, these chimps and, and all this is there. And what we're doing is, is early humans. And a lot of times when people talk about, um, Bigfoot, it kind of harkens to like early, you're talking about like a early human, really, that has both, you know, senses, like almost human, but, you know, has this in like half of it's in the wild still has all these extra senses that animals have as the apex predator does that we've hmm. lost so a lot of stuff is it's and i again I, ch- and I challenge our viewers to do some research on early humans and chimps because you're going to know a lot about how Bigfoot um reacts and how it uh, how it lives because it's pretty much the same thing I mean some people right. think you know Bigfoot's a, a mythical creature other people think it's it's a real thing and um so there, there's definitely you know similarities between early humans um which before Neanderthals I mean and um and Bigfoot you know because yep. there was a time in um, in the earth where it was like middle earth there were like little people there was like Oh it's crazy right <laughs> Right. Yep. And they are all, in, now we know they all intermixed. Right. And there were multiple hominid species alive
3: all at the same time over millions mm-hmm. of years. I mean, I think, I think that humans and Neanderthals shared nearly 6 million years of time, you know, like, well, not, I guess maybe not, not, they probably weren't human, human at that point. It's hard, you know, that the, the, the whole like scale of time and how long we've been here and like, it's, I can't even imagine there's so many species that we don't, we'll never know about. There's no it's record, wild, of, dude. Yeah. you know, and there's so many hominid species that, that probably were a lot closer than we imagine.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Wow. That, that was a, f- a fascinating discussion from just one photo. That was so cool. Um, I don't have these in any specific order, so we might be bouncing around back and forth through time if that's cool, but let's go on to the next one here and let's see, let me move this over a bit here. So what do we see going on here?
1: Yeah, buddy. Dream this Team. Destination Truth. The old Dream Team. Dream Team. <laughs> season three. You know, we got, you know, you got me, of course. And you got Josh. Look at that young Josh Gates all spelt.
2: Looking super good. thin. Yep.
1: Yeah, he was.
3: So you don't 80- have nearly as many wrinkles as, as you do now in that picture. <laughs> yeah. This is 12 years
1: ago. Yeah. So this is 12 wow. years ago. We got uh, uh, on the, the I guess, on the right, uh, on the picture, is Gabe Kaplan? He was one of the cameramen. We have our uh, next to him is um, our. Um, we had a medic, Rex, on okay. set.
0: Yep,
2: M-
1: Brian. We had a medic on set. Mm, okay, and this guy was <laughs> ready for this guy's ready for us to get broken up. I mean, wow. and uh, we have Jael, and and then mm-hmm. uh, who I, I used to work with at Current TV, Al Gore's Current TV. We came out of doing social issue documentaries and now she's doing this man she loved it she's from queens new york too so we're both the same uh and then we have bisha uh, our executive producer next to that and to the left of me is mike morell uh he was our sound man full believer man totally into it and then nice. um nice. Shara, and then interesting story next to him is shara Ramani, and Sh- I, I uh i she um Married one of our fixtures in Egypt, and they have children now, and she's oh, an, cool. now a director wow. of photography. She's amazing. So the cool thing about Destination Truth is every single person on this on the crew was in it. Because why not? I see something. Yeah. I hear something. that yeah. You know, it's like, you know, we're integrated. In it, and it was a pretty, really breakthrough situation. And I was never on camera before that. And I actually had to go on um, casting session to get on the show. They oh know really?
0: Could, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. of course. They want to know wow. if I could talk. That is cool.
1: I, yeah, and you know, I'm a, I'm a ham to be. On Dude, camera. they picked the
0: right guy, man. Like, <laughs> oh, totally, yeah. totally. So,
1: uh, and then that's what Josh, Josh and me really bonded because when it got real shitty out there, mm-hmm. I was right with them. Like, let's what what is it? Let's go further. Let's, <laughs> let's go extra because that's when you find stuff. You know, you're not doing a TV show that that clocks out. It's like, what more can we do? Let's go further. And nice. um, so, this uh, on our fans think that season three is the best season with this crew, and I and I mm. think so. It was well, a good you're a crew. a
0: <laughs> All right. Next up. Okay. What do we have? Who do we have here?
1: Oh wow. Well, this is this is an actual. <laughs> this is Bobo from Finding Bigfoot. Yep. Um. And I'm not sure who the other guy is, but we were, we're we're doing a pilot for his own TV show. Actually, it never went anywhere. But Bobo and and oh, I really? are, are, yeah. Bobo and I oh. are real good friends. He's a very awesome guy. I could talk all about him. He's a character, but also he comes from Northern California. He comes from Humboldt. He's he's a surfer. He's from Manhattan Beach. He's also very steeped in Hawaiian culture and knows all the players in Hawaii. And I'm a surfer. So me and him bonded right away. And this guy, we're up in Humboldt right here. And behind us is a bay. And what we're doing is we're, we're diving for abalone. And that day Bobo got bumped by a shark. And because there were seals everywhere, you couldn't see nothing. You're down there reaching for whatever. And it was really scary. Um, It was it was a cool moment. It was like, oh, I'm out. Man. Like, why would I go swimming? Like, sometimes <laughs> I think about like what I've done and I look back at pictures and be like, I would never do that unless. Yeah. Never. Oh that courage.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Eventually I'll, I'm going to talk to Bobo. He's on the list. Uh, you know, you always got the list of who's up next, but yeah. what, what do we have going on here, Evan?
1: Uh, yeah. Come on now. This is this is a Bigfoot hunt we're doing in um this oh, is on the man. side of Mount St. Helen. and we're oh, taking wow. a Huey hel- a real Huey helicopter from the Vietnam War. Like really? like yo the Vietnam folks they heard this is a sound of like freedom. It's like they're getting out. And totally. uh there's a lot of helicopter rides in our business and actually we're doing one tomorrow <laughs> Brian and I and um it's, it's a you tomorrow yeah, I know. It's a sketchy <laughs> biz, but uh, <laughs> what you usually do in a helicopter to get a good shot, you take the doors off oh, Yeah, and you, and you just use like the, you get strapped in or someone, your assistant cameraman is like holding you and you just shoot out the window. You shoot out of it. It's one of the perks Oof. of being in the business. You could do things wow. like that. I, I, yep. I tell you what, you know, I, I Stone and I, we've both done a
3: lot of helicopters in our career of of filming these adventure tv shows yeah and man i i tell you every time you get in one it just sort of feels like like flipping a coin throwing the dice yeah. a little bit you know <laughs> because it's it it can get so scary and uh especially when you got those doors off and everything in your body is telling you like what are you doing what are you oh, doing yeah, like sure. like don't like don't go up in the air with no door um but you know you you do what you got to yeah. do to get the shot but uh boy it, it can be stressful but. Super fun too. It's it's very exhilarating. They say it's the number one killer of cameramen. Um, yeah. uh, helicopters. Wow. There's been some terrible, terrible accidents uh, okay. through history of production of uh, helicopter
1: accidents and, and cameramen. Mm. So. And, and this is this is from Finding Bigfoot season one. Um, okay. There you go.
0: Wow, very cool. Uh, speaking of, uh, I believe this would probably be Finding Bigfoot, maybe. What do we have here?
1: Yeah. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, this is yeah. season
1: one Finding Bigfoot. Um, now, you you know this because of Bobo, how he looks. You know, Bobo's yes. lost a ton of weights. He looks so um, good now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is like, yo, these there's Matt Moneymaker, there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's Renee there and my camera crew down below. Um, Wait, is that Moneymaker there?
3: right there in the green? Right
1: here. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And also there's Brad Coleman, the owner of ping pong productions on the left. Right. So that's why I know this is the pilot episode. Um, okay. and yeah, because you know, pilot episodes, the bosses come and they make sure that, you know, like, like we gotta make it good. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, right. Yeah. The, the, you know, uh, I didn't know anything about bigfooting, and I didn't and, but, um, game for, I mean, I'm totally want to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, could, I can this a good segue into one of my stories. Um, a pilot episode we're in. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. William, pilot episode of Finding Bigfoot. You know, these pilot episodes like make it or break it, right? Mm, and mm-hmm. so you don't know what you're going to get when you get out there. And I did not even know what we we're doing, really. And we went out to Prince William Island in Alaska. And this is like okay. one of the remote islands that like, and no one's on it. And, and this is the first time I realized that Bigfoot's, real you know and i was out there with bobo and he was doing call and response you know like "Oh, yeah." yeah. And like, you know yep. i mean i was like whatever i was like this is cool i'm like to me i'm like <laughs> i'm like ah oh, come on i want to i want to believe in something that 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 is that that's that we can't explain you know and i think everyone mm. does and that's why they mm. really and and in the distance and this is an island no one's on it. I mean, this is a fucking, yeah, this is really remote. And I heard we heard back like miles away. Oh, man. and and I said, What what was that? And he goes, That yeah. was a big foot. And I was like, Oh, and then we did knocks and then we heard knocks back and all this stuff. And I was like, You know, and these guys are dead serious. If they found someone messing around, would that person be fired? I mean, like, yeah, totally that this like they're no joke is not i can totally say that they 100 percent believe and they don't they demand everyone else like that is no shenanigans
3: right um, they demand everyone respects that and they're um, on a legitimate hunt you know yes. they're not out yep. they're not out like oh we, you know we got to make a tv show so let's you know make this happen let's do this let's put a you know put a string on a chair like you know and pull something like some of these ghost shows do i'm not gonna mention any names
0: uh but yeah, don't get me in trouble <laughs> <laughs>
3: um but you know these guys are out there legitimately hunting legitimately hunting and and they mean business
0: yeah yeah totally no i agree with you 100 percent. i've heard them say it you know they, yeah, they mean, I mean business and, totally and,
1: and they're really experts like they know everything about it every mm-hmm. how they move how they um eat what they eat what they're it's it's amazing. And the more you speak to them, um, the more you're like, wow. I mean, you could tell that they're not fucking around because they're mm-hmm. just, yep. you could tell when someone's lying in the oh, yeah. you could tell, yeah. tell. And yeah, And there's no way. And I think that's why they went over 100 seasons in that show. And it's a huge Crazy. success. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, Matt Moneymaker had the BFOR before the show. This is not yes, like. Yes, of
0: course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, man. oh man, I yeah, uh, talk to Moneymaker someday too. I, I love, I would love to interview his intensity. You can tell he's got to be the most intense guy you've ever met. Like, he he's is. just like,
2: yeah. <laughs> he's great. he
1: lives in the moment, he's amazing. Yep, and the more you talk to him, the more you like, you want to, he's like a conversationalist, he's like a storyteller. It's amazing, mm. yeah.
0: Let's go on to. Uh, I like that. This is a, a well taken photo of. Uh, now I know, you know, uh, I knew who Evan was before, but like this is a great picture of both of you. What's the uh, story behind this one?
3: Oh, so well, you know, be, yeah. You want to? You tell the story of this one, Stone. Go. For I it. mean,
1: you know, he's my boy. You know, like <laughs> we, we always we're the yin and the yang. You know, like I'm full Gonzo. I'm I'm my, you know, I'm super professional and my focus is always tight and everything like that. But my style is like Gonzo. Right. It's kind of like, wow, get the be in the moment. (laughs) And Brian's like the opposite. He's like super professional and 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 reins me in to be Mm. like better. Um, And I'd like to think that I do the same and kind of help him out in that sense that definitely, you know, I'm wild and woolly, you know, and he's like super laser like, you know, and we're a great team, you know we wow. we, we are we, and, like, and and we rub off on
3: each other like like stone's gonzonas rubs up on me, and I love getting into that, and I make sure that some of my laser laser professionalism rubs off on him when he needs it. it and and we keep each other balanced really, really well, yeah,
2: Very and
1: cool. you know it's a lesson for people that like you know iron sharpens iron, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like,
0: you know, like hundred yeah. percent
1: you know, and (laughs) you need, you need to have friction. You can't be, if you're the director of the director, and everything's your way. It's not going to be good, man. You know, you need to, to, to get in there and mix it up and and have two points of view. And Mm. we're always Mm -hmm. like, we're not agreeing on everything and, and it's okay. Um, And it makes the project better. It really does. I love
0: that. I love that. That's one of the, the top lessons I try to, put forth in the show is that you can have a discourse and learn from someone you don't a hundred percent agree with. People need to learn that that is, that's yeah. a skill that our culture needs. Like, that's awesome. Great you brought time. that up.
1: Well, you got to put your ego in check too. Totally. You, know, you yeah. have to be like, mm, he's right. I'm going to, you know, and I'm yep. going to work yep. on that. And it's great.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Who? What's this about? That's
3: the cold right there. <laughs> that looks this cold. Is, yeah,
0: that's totally cool. This is
3: we. This is taken up on the uh, Atlof Pass, in uh, the Ural Mountains of Russia. Oh. Which uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the story of the uh, yes. nine hikers that passed yes. away on that path under extraordinarily, extraordinarily <sighs> mysterious circumstances. Yes. Uh, and we went up there uh, at the same time of year february that those hikers went through that pass and we went up to that oh, path man it was about 50 degrees below zero um you can see that's josh gates there on the left that's me in the middle 11 stone on the right okay and uh man that was it was wild i mean one of the craziest and most rewarding trips we've ever taken for expedition unknown i'd say
1: wow yeah and and i i can add to that it's it's Okay. First of all, the most dangerous. You know, you you can you take off your clothes, you're dead. I mean, like sure. you know, you you know, you see those suits we're wearing. That's everything we're wearing. And then yeah. one
2: of those suits and wow. they're like spacesuits,
1: man. I mean, they are like space <laughs> everything's full head to toe. Like you get in it, you're in it like stay puff marshmallow, uh, like kind of
3: bouncing around <laughs> on
2: the moon.
1: But, you know, I told you before Brian came on, I told you that, you know, the shittier it gets, the more fun we have.
3: This exactly. Is
0: exactly. I mean, I, you yep. like,
1: I say this all the time. There's two kinds
3: of fun in the world. You know, the first kind of fun is like the roller coaster having a blast fun. Mm -hmm. You know, but but that's the kind of fun that in five years, you're not looking back and saying, hey, remember that time we rode a roller coaster? No, 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 no. That's just that's just bubblegum fun. Second Mm. type of fun is a kind of fun that's just shitty, shitty, shitty when you're going
0: through it. Yep. But
3: later you look back on it and you're saying, I can't believe how awesome
1: that was. I love that. And what a mystery. And what I mean, really, what a mystery. I mean, this mystery is like, you know, these these hikers died in the most in a really really weird way like even brian's like i don't know i mean he's usually like this is what happened but right. like i have a theory i have a theory but
3: there's no way to prove it at this point i think but i do well, what,
0: I would, think. what what is it i would love to like if someone well, from here let, let me set up yeah. let me set the okay. table up for, for the okay, viewers cool. who don't know all right all and
1: right. um yep. these the one of the the national uh, russian national like mysteries it's like they're you know, uh, JFK murder type of thing is how these sure. nine campers how died and how they died. They were experts. They were basically like Eagle Scouts, right? They're on mm-hmm. their way for their final mission mm-hmm. to get their check marks. And these are Russian. So what? Students. Yeah, yeah. What What do you have to understand
3: about Russia at this time, which was the late fifties? Was mm-hmm. that expeditions like this were a really, really popular sport? especially for university students, you know, I mean, it's like, 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 like American football, like college football is for us today, you know, like, I mean, these guys, it was a sport, people were all in, and, and it really mattered to them to push the limit, and, and get, uh, you know, the highest award certifications, or or whatever they can get possible, and one, and this was going to be the, uh, this particular expedition for them was going to give them that highest level, basically what wow. Stone said, the, the eagle scout, okay. And, you know, they have to submit, they have to submit what they're going to do. And they get it approved and they're going to go off and they're going to do this mission and they get back and they, you know, they're, they're like the best, you know, student expedition uh, hikers, you know, in the country. It's a big, big deal. Wow. So that's the preface. That's what they—that's what they've set out to do. In case anybody's right. wondering why—why why were they even there?
1: This is, this right. is right. So, so they—they they make their way up to this pass, which is five, five days travel by—you know—just in the middle in February. Okay, er, that's like hardcore Man. and snow yeah. you up to it, your waist, river, frozen rivers. I mean, hardcore. Wow. Yeah, we're talking Siberia, and and they make it up to this pass and never come back. They find they send a search party out from and they find the tent ripped out from the inside, and they mm-hmm. find their bodies eventually in really weird places. Yeah. They were half Battered. naked. One had their tongue taken out, one had mm-hmm. their eyes taken out. Um, they the one had so, uh, the girls' clothing on, like they had to rush out real oh, quick, no. and their footprints right. they found on the edge of the forest like they were looking at the tent and they wanted to come back but they couldn't and they and all some died. had internal some had internal
3: injuries as well yes uh yes. internal organ and in, uh uh injuries so and yeah they were scattered all about like you know maybe maybe 200 yards downhill from the past there was a tree line some of them were found down there you know others were found like fallen off a off a right. small cliff into a uh, into like a little creek mm-hmm. um but they were scattered their bodies were scattered.
1: Yeah. You know, so and, like and, how did how did they die? Why did they do this? Did they go insane? Did they um, you know, was theories are wild, you know, UFOs, uh military experiments. Um mm-hmm. and you know what? We went up there and we experienced the same time and that same type of storms they were in.
0: Scary, mm-hmm. man. Oh, Scary. Yeah. We we're with them.
1: Badass Russians, but yeah, I mean,
3: you know, we
0: were—they
3: <laughs> were amazing. I mean, they were amazing. It's awesome. Uh, I love we we uh, for the first portion. You know, before we had to switch to snowmobiles and, and eventually hiking, uh, for the first portion we rode these amazing old Soviet transport uh, oh, yeah. vehicles, armored transport vehicles. But they each had a wood stove inside.
0: Oh no way. I thought it
3: was so crazy like to be sitting like in this in this like old Soviet armored vehicle, like feeding wood into a stove to save more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's cool. Oh
3: man. It was so yeah. crazy. Um
0: so but yeah. Do, yeah, do you mind sharing your, your theory?
3: I I don't mind sharing my theory. Okay. And, and it's you know, it's born out of reading a lot of research into other people's theories and then just our own experience of being out there. Um, but there are certain things that I noticed when we were out there that, that kind of, kind of led me to this. Um, so first of all, w- one of the big things that struck me about being on the, on the path is the amount of, uh, electromagnetic interference of mm-hmm. that area. So mm-hmm. I fly the drone, uh, primarily for existing unknown, uh, and these drones operate with an internal compass. You mm. know, so they know which way they're facing, which way they're going. Like it just helps to stabilize the drone every time. And Stone, so I don't know if you remember this, but every time I put that drone up, it would just—I mean, it, it had a mind of its own. You tell it to go forward, it would go to the left. You tell it to go back, it would go to the right. Wow. You know, it—it—it it, it just there was no—it was like—and it kept giving me um, a compass error. You know, on, on my screen that I'm that I'm watching as I uh, uh, remotely operate this thing, just compass error, compass error, compass, you know, big red letters telling me to bring it down. It can't figure out. Where it is in, in the world, like it just can't triangulate itself. So, uh, I, I talked to a few people, uh, a few of the Russians we were with in that area, um, some of our guides, and they did say that that area is known for electromagnetic interference, does have, uh-huh. like, even the military has problems with compasses there. And there is a military base a few hours away. Now, this is going to lead into second part of my theory uh the manzi people which are like a local indigenous tribe that live uh in the area uh rep- and they live near that ural pass uh there that the uh hikers went through they reported that night seeing lights oh lights in the sky okay so uh but you know other than that they have no idea what had happened Uh, at one point, some of them were, people thought, well, maybe it was there, like one of them might've killed those kids, but that's been pretty soundly debunked and, and Mm. they deny even, uh, being up there. They did help some of the searchers, uh, locate the, the, the dead hikers though. Uh, so, you know, so lights in the sky, compass errors. There was a particular, uh, investigative report report from one of the investigators that noticed in the area burnt treetops. Mm. Uh, like the tips of some of these tall pine trees in the area oh, had wow. some, so just the tops were burnt, not the lower portions of the tree. Very peculiar. Um, but there was one. And also I brought up earlier the, uh, uh, the internal organ damage
0: of, yes, some of the hikers. Yes.
3: So there's one particular military weapon that. The Russians have been known to use. They used it since World War II, and they've used it as recently as uh, in Syria, uh, okay. in the war and fighting that's been going on there. There's something called a parachute mine, and really? essentially, essentially, these are uh, small, like like a mine, like like a like a like a bomb, but uh, drop them with parachutes to slowly fall down, and they'll like, explode at, uh, you know, 50, 100 feet in the air. Okay. They're designed to bring down buildings in an urban area,
2: hmm.
3: uh, which is why they explode so high up. But what happens is that it, they have an incredible uh, concussive force. They, they just release a huge, huge just wall of pressure that can, uh, that can cause internal injuries uh okay. just from that concussive force. Oh, My wow. theory and guess is based on all this kind of circumstantial evidence, uh and anecdotal evidence, is that there was a military uh testing run of uh munitions, of these parachute hmm. mine munitions from that base several and I think they force uh due to compass error and you know this is back when you know, in the ni- late 1950s, you're operating with a slide rule and you're doing math and you're right. looking at a hand yeah. pump, But that's how you're navigating in an airplane, especially at night. Wow. So yeah. they get off course. They start dropping these parachute mines on this area of the Ural Mountains and through the pass. These things start exploding. I mean, think about it. If you're in a tent, you're having a great day. And then all of a sudden these <laughs> massive explosions Man. start going off in the air above you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to cause panic.
0: Oh, totally. Immediately.
3: Yeah. Your first yep. thing is, uh, your first reaction is going to be, I got to get them out of here. You know, I've got to go. And so they're going to do what those students did. They're going to get a knife. They're going to rip open that tent, you know, maybe mm-hmm. because somebody tried to run out the front and the tent started collapsing. So they're ripping it open with a knife to get out. They're running out without their clothes on because at this point, nothing matters. It right. doesn't matter what you're wearing. You just got you're yep. under attack. Yep. You're getting bombed. You That's gotta very get
0: interesting. There. Yeah. So.
3: My thought is, you know, and that would explain why only treetops were burned uh, and not necessarily lower portions of trees or not at all lower portions of trees, only treetops. And there was also some uh, uh, metal fragments, like large metal fragments that uh, were found that the thought was maybe this was, could have been a missile test. I don't think these were for missiles. I think if they were from these parachute mines. And a lot of times these things are dropped with flares. You know, they'll they'll drop flares first. To kind of get a, a visual on the target for where the, uh, for where the test, uh, the munition test is going to happen. So plane goes through, drops some flares. These are the lights that the manzi people see. And then the next thing, you know, these, uh, these parachute mines are coming through. And that's so that's crazy. what I think. That's what I yeah. think happened.
0: What a cool theory. Uh, and I mean, the thing is, we'll never know maybe You'll what the true know. story is, but that's a, that's a crazy theory. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. interest, I'm sorry. I don't mean crazy theory, but I mean, interesting theory as in like, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I think it's cool. One thing for sure. If the yeah. military
3: did it, they would never admit to it. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll never say, Oh yeah, that was us.
1: Sorry guys. I, I, I kind of have a, a different theory. You know, I think that, you know, and, and this goes to a lot of UFO sightings and um, sure. strange lights is that I think that the earth, you know, when, the Earth has these, and I agree, it has the magnetic issues. This particular range um, created, and because of the weather was so cold, and it was a storm going on, it created these kind of like plasma balls and like these like things mm. that that are that are real, um, and um, that that same thing happened, but it wasn't military. It was a natural phenomenon that 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 happened. It was balls that just vibrate and create and um and this past some somehow created it in this perfect environment this perfect setup Interesting. and the same thing and then at that point the same thing happened yeah and
0: yeah uh guys i do want to uh be pause for a second just to check are we okay with uh just do a time check i want to be uh hmm. you know okay with uh be respectful of your time i guess i would say sure, um, sure. Um, if, yeah,
3: I'm 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 good. Uh, yeah, I, I okay. think we're all right.
0: Cool. Yep. Um, I think we're 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 getting we're going through the pictures here. Let's let's move on to the next one here. So, um, and if it's something we've already experienced, uh, yeah, feel free to just do the, a summary. That's fine. That
1: looks yeah, like that's big that Huey. Big, that's a big Huey again, and that's cool. what we that's what we took up that mountain, and uh, that's our crew talking about what we're gonna do, and and that's uh, Dave Farkas, the other DP at the time, and myself. Okay. And uh, we're uh, we're just ready to go.
0: That's awesome. You know? That's awesome. Let's see. We've got, yeah, and we this got is that, uh, looks like a very similar photo to before. It's so the same got the, photo.
1: Yeah, I must have gave you two.
0: Oh, it is. <laughs> well, that's why. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> and we got another shot of the gang here.
1: The dream team. You got it. Come on now.
0: I am curious about the next one here. What's, oh, yeah. what's going on with this guy? Oh, you know here. this.
1: That looks about like you're this. down in the Everglades. That's yeah. right. We're looking, we're on Finding Bigfoot season one, and we're looking for the Swamp Ape. And this is oh, okay. uh it's a Bigfoot that's in the Everglades, and it's known for its smell. Um and that's why they call it the swamp ape. Um, or it has a sheet just really nasty smell. And uh, hey man, that dude next behind the guy in the blue, that's a real believer. He's the one who saw it. Is bringing oh, us wow. there. This guy behind um, uh, the front guys, the guy with the beard and the, and the glasses on. He, okay. um, you know, these we always connect with people who have saw it and they bring us to the location, and then we do a investigation in that area. Sure. I tell you, the Everglades are magical. I mean, you go deep mm, in there, there and it's like there's no there's no old folks' home here, man. This is like <laughs> this is the real that's right wilderness. And, look, and you'll
3: see stuff. You'll see never imagined you would see in the everglades uh, really? every time, i mean you'll see giant pythons uh last time i was there i saw bears i didn't know oh, that well. there are bears in the everglades but yep bears couldn't believe it <laughs>
1: sounds- couldn't it's believe also it. A, it, it's also a magical place i mean i think that uh, you know one of my theories is that you know that the earth when it's in pure nature creates uh, it creates these portals you know mm. to other dimensions. Sorry, um, uh, Brian, talking about it. And I think that's why.
2: <laughs> Brian's that's like, bring it on, there. let's go. Going We're going to there. the
1: other dimensions. We're going there. And, yeah, uh, why truth not? Be told, truth be told, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a believer that Bigfoot um, is, is in that world. And also that when nature's okay. real pure, it opens up a portal that uh, whatever culture you're in, you see what you want, whether it's a uh, you know, fairies, leprechauns and all these myths and stuff that that a lot of people think are that or are, are this or Bigfoot, you know. Um, so that's what I think, because you never see Bigfoot in a central park. You see it in this this pure environments of nature. And if you go back to American Indian culture, uh, Native American, any any tribe has mm-hmm. their hairy people tribe and their warriors Dang. Yep. You will go back in time, and you could do the research. Every single one talks about it. And American Indians, Native Americans, they their god was nature, you know. Mm. And why not, huh? Come on, let's talk mm. about it. Why, <laughs> right?
2: You know. And, you know what?
3: Uh, I, I just want to. I just want to add in here that all right, any go ahead. Of your any of your listeners that think that Evan is making this up right now, making it, like just making it up off the top of his head, he has had this. Same theory. He's been telling me this since the day I met him. This is very well wow. thought out. He's very convinced. He knows He knows what he believes. I, thank you for that light on. I was just about to come over to your hotel room and put a light on your phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, but no, this is not. He is not just pulling this stuff out of his butt right
1: now. He, uh, He legitimately has thought about this a long time. That's awesome. I think so. I mean, give nature a fucking break, you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah totally.
0: Terrible.
1: And yeah. also truth be told, I talked about it before you pave that world, you pave all that, all that mana, all that stuff doesn't come up anymore. You're not getting mm-hmm. any, anything. And that is the real deal is nature and energy. Hey, we all know now that plants yeah. now vibrate and speak to each other. We all know That's that. Right. We know all they do communicate. Things. They communicate uh, through all kinds of ways. They communicate chemically. They
3: uh you know they're they're just as alive, alive as anything else.
0: That has that's been right. scientifically and, proven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also yep.
1: and also fungi, I mean, uh is connected inside the whole earth and they all speak to each other. This this is a wild idea that's now accepted. Hmm. So very cool, yeah. very
0: cool. Uh last picture, and I'm really interested about what the story is for this one. So let's yeah, what's this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so we are what is happening
3: right here?
0: yeah right
1: <laughs> well we're having fun we're letting yeah. loose you know we, awesome. we look at all our faces we look like we've been eh, drinking out in the wilderness forever <laughs> you know on an expedition <laughs> and these are expeditions you know we're yeah. for real we go out there we go out there for 10 days at a story and sometimes we're out there we're sleeping in tents we're not in hotels a lot of times and we're doing it and it looks like we came back and tied one on and are just having fun, you know, and oh, Bobo yeah. is, is such a great guy. I mean, he's That's good cool. like
2: that. He's a, yeah, real yeah. he seems like a good guy.
0: dude, like a good dude. He is. Wow. He is. We got through the photos. That was awesome. Like those stories were amazing. Thank you guys. I'm going to attempt to stop the screen share and hope it doesn't mess anything up. So let's do that. Uh, okay good we're, we're good all right thank goodness um i so i have some uh a, a few more uh some some more questions for you uh, i am curious about for each of you what is the most amazing thing you've caught on camera during Ooh, your time as a mm, cameraman or, mm, uh, mm, oh my goodness
1: so <laughs> many
0: i know i know right, right? sure yeah
3: like uh i'm gonna have to think
1: about it for a hot second what do you got something stone the most amazing thing I captured on camera. Let's see. It's, oh, so many. It's. Let's see. God, so much stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to even go there. You know, a lot of the stuff, though, is. When I, OK, here's a good one. When okay. I was in the, the the oldest part of the Great Wall of China, we we're doing mm-hmm. a story on the, the ghosts of Great Wall of China and for Destination Truth. And we were this place is like they when someone died they buried them in there i mean this is like you can't even go there you got to like hike up and it's like real crumbled and stuff and you know i was with josh and josh doesn't really believe in ghosts that much you know and he's not one to like play into it at all and i was filming him and i saw him get like moved like his backpack boom and he goes what and he looked back and i said that wasn't me man and he Ooh, just went man. flush like that, and I was like, "Oh wow!" And he just was like, "Whoa!" It was really, <laughs> really. That's just one of many. That was ah, wow, it, insane.
0: That is um, cool.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Man. How about you, B? Yeah. I don't know. You know,
3: I I think one of the weirdest things I ever got on camera that I didn't have any explanation for, uh, is when we were we were filming, um, on Easter Island.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Uh, and right. I was up, I got up at like two or two 30 in the morning to go okay. film a, uh, a time-lapse, uh, uh, of, um, cause I, I, you know, I had to, I had to wait until the moon was gone. And then I was going to go get a time, like a star's time-lapse, uh, over one of these Easter Island Moai statues. Mm. And I, I had set the camera up and I just was letting it roll. And, its thing and I was just kind of hanging out and you know having something to drink and chilling and I was with my producer uh, I think was it Joe on that one stone do you remember mm-hmm. uh, I think I was, I was sitting there with Joe and we were just talking and you know we let it go for a good hour hour and a half uh, and then I got back with the footage uh, early in the morning, just the sun was starting to come up. And I'm, I went through and I was, I was reviewing the, the time lapse. I was kind of scrubbing through it, kind of playing it on fast forward. So I kind of see what it looked like and suddenly caught my eye. And uh, there was this white blob that just went flying from behind camera and then turned. Wow. And, and it did it, you know, the, the camera was in real time. This is not time lapsed. You know, this is because a lot of times I'll shoot uh, I'll shoot something in real time so that if production wants to take a portion of it and show it in real time, or they can take this whole chunk of footage and kind of squeeze it and put it on fast forward. And then you've got a time okay. lapse, you know? But so I was watching it and in real time, this thing just blazed by going sort of, I don't know, it looked like it was way high above, you know, but going toward behind the Moai statue. And it just makes this almost a 45 degree turn, but not quite. And it just goes whoop and, and just turns off and is gone and mm. you know when you stop and look at it frame by frame there's no real definition to it it's just uh, it's white and mm. it's it's just a solid kind of kind of white oval that just goes and is gone i have no idea man, that would no be idea. the
0: craziest weird thing ever man
3: it, and- it, I, I mean i have not. i have nothing to say to it you know you okay could see, yeah if you, if you watch yeah. the extraterrestrial special. Um, there's this, uh, we did a, uh, we did a section where I sit in a, um, in a video bay with Josh and we're kind of going through and, uh, uh, looking at all of these, um, UFO videos. And a, a lot of times I can look at a video, you know, that someone says, this is a UFO and I can look at it and say like, well, no, it's not. And here's how you can tell you do this, you do you light You lighten the, the shadows, you bring down the highlights, you, you kind of check everything and you can reveal typically what it actually is you can look at the way the object moves and kind of tell what it is uh you know this this is the old one of two i think i saw that day you know this one i I couldn't explain the camera was locked off on a tripod no one was touching it uh and it was just rolling and and you know there's plenty of time before and after and right in the middle it just comes right through and flies off
0: that is I would be, it, I'd be freaked out, man. And it
3: was moving way faster than any kind of, um, wow, you know, commercial airline could travel. Like no, no, nothing could could be going this fast. No kind of airplane that I know of could be going this fast. Plus, you would be able to see uh, if it was airplane, you would be able to see possibly outline of a wing, you know, or even just like a, a blink. You know, they have the blinking lights on them. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about it. It was real weird. Plus, you're on Easter Island. Not much flies out over Easter Island.
0: Oh,
3: you man. know just for fun I, I,
0: yeah I, i'm sure it's not <laughs>
1: i have something uh that I, I was thinking about um i'm on yeah uh, go ahead i do that show ghost nation as well oh and yeah we're sure. in, and we're and those dudes are the same thing as moneymaker and them they're yep, real they're in man. it dude they're in they it. they don't mess around yep and um they're for real and yeah you can tell they're not at the, you know, those dudes, you know, and it's cool when you're in that as a filmmaker, you're like, it's process. It's like, oh, I sure. love this. you know. they're it's like, why it's like filming someone, like creating something, you know? And um, he, we walked between these two buildings that were adjoined from at different times and they both were haunted. So these ghosts were kind of like meeting up with each other and there's kind of a bad vibe. It was a, a tattoo uh, parlor. And they were getting straight up hassled. Ooh. And, um, w- um, one of the guys, the, the um, he walks through a doorway, the doorway where the two buildings meet, or they used to, like they meet now, but you know, the the building, uh, they put them together. And um, he goes, whoa, I feel something. I was like, ooh, I feel something weird. And right when he said that, my camera clipped out.
2: and oh, started, it, right? Snap. And that,
1: that just doesn't happen, right? Woo-hoo-hoo. And it's like, the cameras are just rolling, right? I said, bloop, and I was like, oh. And I didn't say anything, right? Yeah. So afterwards, I said, Hey, you know, my ca- right when you said that, just want to let you know that my camera freaked out. And then we you know, yeah. he was like, put a camera on us, and we started talking. And I yeah. and I want to know, like, what's what ha- So we played back the two clips. And then my assistant cameron said, there's there's a minute missing out of this. Like the time code slip. So we're like time was missing. It was like a time slip oh, and boy. you know, it was like
2: yep. sci-fi
1: yep. movie stuff. It was totally, like yeah, totally movie yeah. fuel, like nightmare fuel. I was like, Oh gosh. And like, it's just unexplainable, but it was like, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, um, spirits do. They mess with electronics. Mm. They, yep. they confuse you. There's all mm-hmm. these things that repetitively happen, which is not a coincidence it's just because it just happens all the time. And uh, so there's something, that, you know, it's something there.
0: That's that's intense. Uh, time out for an editor's note. Uh, there's a really subtle transition here from Evan talking about Ghost to Brian talking about Sasquatch. And I want to make sure that you're aware that that's about to happen so that stuff isn't uh, misinterpreted. So, <laughs> all right, back to the show. Man, Did it almost make you believe or you're, you know?
3: Man, let me tell you something. Yeah. Here's the thing about me. I'll tell you when I'll believe.
0: All right. I'll all I'll right. Believe. Yeah, yeah.
3: I will believe when I see, we really just either see one myself or I see irrefutable proof. You know, I don't know. I don't mean like grainy, okay. you know, grainy, shaky video, which look for anybody that's like, well, how come this is all we have? when you see something like that, your adrenaline is pumping so sure. hard. Sure. I understand. I understand why it's difficult to get the proof because when you see something like that, your adrenaline's going, your heart's pumping. And when when things are moving in your body like that, it's very difficult to have fine motor control. You're not going to be a cool cucumber and take out a camera and hold a video. Right. Yeah, it's, not, it's just yeah. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. So, yep. I mean, I get it. It's This is, this is a tall order, but... Being someone that that likes to take a scientific approach to everything, that's what I need to truly believe. Do I want it to be true? Absolutely. Do I think it's possible that it could be true? Absolutely. Do I actually believe that it is true? I don't know at this point. You know, even Fair though enough. I've gotten plenty of like, okay, maybe. All right, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't have anything for me personally that would make me say, yep, that's it.
1: You know, but who's to
3: say that that. and and, I am open
1: I'm open to that for
2: sure. Okay. Very cool. And Brian's
1: heard like we all have on these hunts, knocks, yells. Yep. Yep. Sure. um, I bet he's heard it all. Yep. Getting thrown at us, like Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But he, you know, he takes other me, I'm like it's, I that was like it, you know for me I can always be like well
3: maybe that's an echo you know especially when it's an eye you don't see what kind of what kind of mountain and canyon walls things are bouncing off of and sure you know, could be an echo here could be like you know another thing there I, you know I don't, I don't know it's that's one of those things where you can make of that kind of evidence what you want to make out of it but for a skeptic we you know a skeptic's going to need more.
0: Mm. very interesting that's that's cool i respect you for for your beliefs on that that's yeah. thanks for sharing that man
3: i will say you know what one of my favorite one of my favorite things was uh, when we went to the uh you know that there's that bigfoot museum that they have up there
0: north um, american bigfoot center
3: yeah the north America, yeah so with Cliff, i love yeah. that place yeah i yeah, think yeah. you did a great yeah. job and i oh, think it's has. a really cool place yeah. my favorite my favorite kind of like evidence my favorite um uh bit of bit of Uh, anecdotal sighting there is the uh, are you aware of of the Nutella trap you know about
0: yes yeah I know exactly what you're talking about yeah it's I
3: love it I love it I don't know if I love it because it's like the best evidence in the world but I think I just love it because (laughs) who doesn't love Nutella and it sort of makes me identify with Bigfoot a little bit it makes me feel like we have something now You know, so like, because I would totally be three fingers in that Nutella, just munching it up. So I I love that part. I thought, I thought that you know what, if there's a bigfoot, of course he loves Nutella.
1: I agree. I tell you, very cool. I tell you what, and we, you know, we can finish on this. Is that the the act of bigfoot hunting? I don't know what you guys call it, but the the act of going out into the woods and doing all that is way worth it because what you're doing is you're connecting with nature and you're accepting that there's something out there that maybe that not everyone knows everything. And I right. think once you do that and you get out there, you're gonna you're gonna hear the knocks. You're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna do all that because you've you know you're out there and you're out of the city, man, and you're in the nature and you're accepting that maybe there's something out there all of a sudden these things come to you and there's a mm. reason for that because and then this is me again is that because you're in pure nature and also there's a part of humans that is telepathic that can see ghosts but we just suppress it you know what i'm saying because yep. of modern stuff and and their doors of perception are just so shut that when you get out there and you get a hint of something that's why kids see stuff or stuff that
0: that, mm, that we interesting can't
1: hold. and so I uh, you know everyone out there just go out go out and sit in the woods at night and mm-hmm. and and try to just empty your thoughts of 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 the stress and the the relationships and all these things that are getting <laughs> on you and watch what happens
2: yeah. I watch. will say
1: I will say, like, Evan brings up a really good point
3: about, uh, you know, going out and experiencing and, and, you know, being the dangerous thing about being a skeptic is that you kind of build these walls up around Mm. that, you know, you don't, you're not then opening to to what might be out there. You know, it's 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 an easy thing for a skeptic to have this attitude of well, we know. We know everything. We know it all. Like we're, you know, we already have it figured out. And if if you don't leave yourself open to the possibility that there's so much that we just have no clue about, you're going to miss the discoveries. You know, no, you're yeah. not going to mm-hmm. progress further. And you know, I think one of the things that's so attractive about Bigfoot and ghosts and all this stuff is, is you know, we we need discovery. We need to believe there's more out there to discover. And I, totally. for one, 100% believe that there is so much more to discover. And, and mm. I think all the time, oh, you see these.
0: Uh-oh. Uh, we have lost Brian's audio.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Are you there? Okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, you're good. Uh,
3: so, you know, you you start to think that. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Totally. Oh
0: yeah, that's fine, man. That's fine. Uh, Oh, sorry
3: about that. Um, no, but uh, you know, we we want to have a belief. We want to believe that there's something out there that can still be discovered. Because if you don't believe that, you're not going to try to discover the new things. You know, there's. Imagine what can be out there. Mm. There we go. It's impossible first to imagine what can really be out there. So you got to leave exactly. yourself the possibility that the unimaginable exists.
0: I love that, man. Guys, go. I am be beyond thankful to you for coming on. If there's anything I can do to help, are there projects you're working on? Are there things that you can plug it all the, for my listeners to go check out. Like, please go ahead right now. Oh, for that sure. Are... I
3: mean, check out Expedition, Expedition Unknown. X. Uh, but Expedition X is starting, I believe, November 11th.
0: Oh, Right, Stone? Wow.
3: Yep. The yep. new season That's of Expedition soon. X starts airing on November 11th. This is season two. Okay. Uh, this has been a really exciting project for me and Evan to film. And,
0: Fantastic. Uh,
3: we've had a lot of fun being in some spooky crazy places and seeing some really crazy stuff and and just having a lot of fun uh so definitely check it out wow. yeah expedition
1: right. x and and uh and he's right you know we put ourselves in the this isn't like not like a ghost hunt we go to like a uh an old hotel or anything like we go to places that are the epicenter of where things happened and you do that enough yeah man every time something happens it's crazy it's like again because we're we're pretty true to the game brian and i we quiet up everyone turn their lights off yeah you know an hour in we start to to hear something and so you know it's like you gotta you gotta do it right and then to get results we really do and uh you know we're uh we're always putting ourselves in that situation and it's really a unique. And I tell you, when I finally go Lulu, when I go, bye-bye. I'm going to like, my hands will be crossed. I'm going to say, I did everything.
0: Be like, that was every awesome. Mystery, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mystery in the world. That's so cool. You know, and, uh, and we'd like to give it to our audience and that that's mm. uh, our gift.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, thanks again for, for coming on guys. And, um, to all the listeners, thank you for, uh, for listening every week. Um, yeah we'll see you next week and thanks again to evan and brian
1: instagram stone films earth
0: (laughs) yes brian do you have it see that's what i'm trying to say do you have social uh,
1: instagram at brian
3: seaweed same for twitter
0: cool i'll put it all in the show notes don't worry guys awesome Awesome. copy that have a good one all right
1: guys thank you so
3: much
0: yeah Wow, thanks again to Evan and Brian for coming on the uh, podcast. Such a fun time, such a a really, really fun interview. A lot of cool stuff covered in there. Again, check out Expedition X Season 2 right now. Uh, There's some stuff coming that you guys are really going to love, so check that out. And again, uh, check out the guys on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'll have uh, those linked in the show notes for you. always a a fun time when we can have some amazing stories Uh, thanks again guys for coming on Um, also um, if you're looking for a cool this is going to be an ad guys like uh, (laughs) hey check this out if you like uh, cryptid themed objects why not get a box of them every month Uh, you can do that with cryptid crate Uh, just uh, go to the url bigfootsocietypodcast.com forward slash cryptid crate. Uh, if you get a subscription uh, from that url then it helps support the podcast uh, also if you use the code bigfootsociety b-i-g-f-o-o-t-s-o-c-i-e-t-y all caps get 10% off the first month of any new subscription to the uh, Cryptid Crate. Uh, you get a lot of cool stuff in there, a new box every month, and you get everything from, like, some. sometimes you get a shirt, you get a DVD, you get a book, you get a sticker. You never know what you're going to get, but it's going to have an awesome uh, something to do with cryptids and cryptozoology. So go ahead and check out my, uh, my buds, my pals, over at uh, Cryptid Crate. That's podcast.com forward slash cryptidcrate. I also want to take a few minutes to... Uh, Thank the supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. Uh, we have Serfedes, Josh Sewich from the Starfall Collective on Twitch, we have Greg Morrill from the Indiana Road Trio, we have Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands, we have Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project Podcast, uh, newly on iTunes and other uh, podcast venues. So check it out. Uh, and if you're not a Patreon member and you're just a listener, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety@gmail.com. At and again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at BigfootSociety. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot Bigfoot.society. At Bigfoot.society. And if you've got a story to tell and it's related to cryptozoology or the unknown, don't be afraid to send me a DM on Instagram at BigfootSociety. I'd love to uh, share your story with the world. Let's uh, get it squatchy. <laughs>